Nebraska News Service. I'm Adriana Jacobs. And I'm Jacob Schoening. At universities around the globe, research is part of the educational mission. Research drives discoveries, solves real-world problems, and contributes to our understanding of the world. Welcome to Active Academia. Each episode takes an in-depth look at how UNL professors' research is applied across the state and beyond. I have a really big concern of our rural Nebraska audience. It's really quite beautiful and awesome. We could do it just like that overnight. I think that that potentially could have really significant impact on local communities in Nebraska. That is where my heart and soul is. So I've really tried to conduct my career doing what I can to make the world a better place. In this episode of Active Academia, picture a leader. Or what was most interesting about your first experience? Inside his classroom and across rural communities of Nebraska, L.J. McElravey is passionate about empowering leaders. McElravey is Associate Professor of Leadership Studies at UNL and Associate Dean for Professional Development within the Office of Graduate Studies. His research focuses primarily on lifelong leadership development and working with rural communities. He works with people as young as sixth graders all the way into adulthood. The goal of our research is to help facilitate leadership development within youth, this specific program. And so by developing a measure, it provides a solid framework and foundation to help all the people who engage in leadership development. It helps them just do a better job. It helps them gauge where they're at. It helps them provide feedback to the people that they're working with. It helps them provide feedback on their programming to see if it's effective. There are hundreds and hundreds of books featuring a single author's idea of leadership. But the way McElravey sees it, in the Agricultural Leadership, Education, and Communication Department, or ALIC, their research seeks to build a super strong foundation for leadership. One of the ways we think about it is, is your foundation built on sand or is it built on bricks? These individual books or authors who express, which I think is a really important element of leadership, they express how they became leaders, but it, it's more built on sand. It's something that could fall over very easily in a different context or with a different individual. Whereas you know, using social science methods that we do, we're trying to build it so that it's got a stronger foundation and we're building something on bricks. The conversations about leadership might look similar between age groups, McElroy said, but it's all about breaking down relevant contextual factors to be able to reach the target audience effectively. For middle schoolers, some of the things that we might talk about are how do you stop people from bullying? Because that's an expression of leadership. How do you kind of step up and work with others and solve problems in that kind of way? We might deal with that in adults. That's not an area that I focus on primarily, but with adulthood, we're often talking about what is it that you need to do to positively impact your community and bring people together to solve the problems or the challenges in your community. We might have some of those similar conversations with youth and adults, but we have to break them down a little bit differently to make them relevant for the different audiences. McElravey's research often focuses specifically on youth, who he said is a harder and costlier audience than adults because of the approval processes. A project that McElravey and his team are working on right now, and have been for a number of years, is the development of positive youth leadership identity. In other words, youth can see themselves as someone who can positively impact their community. The researchers developed a program which helps university undergraduate students facilitate service projects within their middle and high schools in areas within a 60-mile radius of Lincoln and Kearney. 
The research team collects data on how the middle and high school students take ownership of their service projects. They've invested thousands of hours into it at this point. At least one of the reasons why we had that project component is because that's one of the ways that we can create some reciprocity between the researchers who are interested in this question about leadership identity, but then also how do we work with the youth so that they have something that they can take back from as they engage in our research project. A challenge of this study was how to apply the research to a broader audience. The researchers wanted to make sure they were collecting data on people from different backgrounds, both metro and rural, and students from 12 to 19 years old. They worked with the panel and survey software Qualtrics to get a sample of over 4,000 youth across the state, making sure to target the representative sample of the U.S. That way, when we talk about youth leadership identity, positive youth leadership identity, we can see whether or not we're appropriately applying this model to everyone in the U.S. or all youth in the U.S. or what limitations we might expect as we apply our thinking to these different populations. This research can now be sent out as a preliminary analysis to youth leadership organizations such as Nebraska Extension's 4-H to provide them assistance in evaluating their programs. McElravey looks to take this even further. The long-term goal is to make these resources publicly available so that everyone can have them. We're at a stage now within our method where you know, really the next step, once we start analyzing the 4,000 cases that we have across the U.S., this next round of analysis will allow us to make that information publicly available so that people can use it. That's one of the things that we're excited about to do as a next step. A student in the Leadership Education Master's program, Jessica Bartok, earned undergraduate and graduate degrees from UNL in 2016 and 2018, respectively. Bartok teamed up with Bakoravi, specializing in youth development, working on a project evaluating youth leadership programs in Nebraska, such as Future Farmers of America, or FFA. For me, I think it was really eye-opening. So when I was a student, I was involved in some of the you know leadership programs that we talked to in our one study. So like I was involved in FFA in high school, and that was a huge stepping stone for me. I met a lot of people who helped me during college and grad school. And so if it was interesting for me to see it from the other side, so instead of being the participant, participating in those activities, it was interesting to be more on the research side and be on the outside looking in and seeing kind of how those programs and activities are shaping the future of our state. Bartok now is able to implement her research in tangible ways as a unit director for a Boys and Girls Club in Bailey, Colorado, a rural mountain town with a population of 7,000. She works with elementary and middle school students before and after school in program areas such as healthy lifestyles, character and leadership, and academic success. Coming from the background of leadership education and youth development, I've really been able to tie that into my current role and do some really fun programs with the kids that kind of give them the choice of adding their voice into the programs that we're doing. Bartok's graduate thesis was centered on youth voice and understanding how to make youth feel heard. According to her, there are three levels to this. The first is being heard. The second is partnering with adults. The third is building leadership capacity. Two summers ago, Bartok used this process in developing a community service project picked by the kids. We decided to let them decide how they're going to make money to donate to one of the nonprofits in the area. They decided to do a bake sale, so they were the ones kind of in charge of putting together the bake sale. And then after the bake sale was over, we invited some nonprofits to come in and speak about what they're doing in our community. And the kids actually got to vote and decide where they wanted the money that they raised to go to in the community. 
Bartok's experience in the ALIC department at UNL made it possible for her to realize her potential and also help kids realize their own potential as leaders. I don't think I would be where I'm at without my experience at UNL. To me, it was kind of scary going into my grad program. I called it my quarter life crisis. For four years, I was going to school to be a loan officer, and I thought that's what I was going to do. And then all of a sudden, I had this realization of that's not what I want to do. Like, I want to work with kids. And I was very worried about my future and where I would end up. And so going to grad school, having that experience with the ALEC department was phenomenal. And I think it helped set me up for my future career. In the future, McElravey is interested in learning more about how leadership identity develops. There are a lot of factors, he said, but he doesn't necessarily know how the factors fit together. His idea of leadership was in some ways shaped by his experience in the U.S. Army. Right after high school, he spent four and a half years in the Army with leadership training that expected him to take care of the whole individual or the well-being of fellow soldiers. In some ways, that's really intrusive for a leader to be able to have that much insight on an individual's growth and development, but it does influence how I think about leadership. But that's just my story. People in the access that I had to leadership development during that time span was important, but very few people have access to those kinds of resources. And so how do we help provide the kinds of resources that support everybody's ability to develop into the type of leader that they want to become and that perhaps they need to become in order to support the communities that we have? McArevy hopes the field of leadership development pushes in the direction of investing in youth right now so they may express their leadership immediately. I think that's becoming a more common theme about leadership development more broadly is that there needs to be more long-term practice that allows people to engage with leadership. It's not just simply a switch. And, you know, when we do see it that way, sometimes we see a switch that all of a sudden happens and someone becomes a leader and they're this excellent leader. That's only our perception. That's not the reality of that person's experience and their leader identity development. Part of what influences that are all the perceptions that people have about individuals and about what leadership is. Another major area McElroy studies is the implicit leadership theory. Close your eyes and imagine who you picture when you think about a leader. Everyone has a mashup of learned characteristics that inform their image. In many ways, it's very exclusive. If we look at one of the most prized leadership roles in the world, presidency of the United States, we see a very limited scope of individuals who fulfill that role. Almost all of them have been older white men, with obviously one exception being President Obama. And a lot of that, I think, has to do with the way that we conceive of leadership in our own minds. What do we think of as an effective leader? And so I think that permeates all the way down to who should be our mayor? Who should be my supervisor? Who's the person I'm going to elect for my student group to be the leader? We all have this idea of what a leader should be. And so where I think the field is going is making sure that we understand these cognitive structures so that way we can be more inclusive of who fulfills that leadership role. And youth, McElroy said, are nearly always excluded from this idea of a leader. His research is looking to change that. It's important to remember that youth can be impactful now and we need to give them voice and we need to help them express themselves now for the now. They have the ability to make a difference today, whether it be in their school or whether it be in their community or whether it be you know, internationally. There's lots of potential for impact. 
there are important elements of adolescence and youth that we don't want to strip away because I think you know, there, are, there are certain protections that we want to provide youth as they engage in the world. But at the same time, I, I want to make sure that we're not losing the priority of how youth can positively impact our world right now. Coming up in a future episode of Active Academia. Hops are a very sexy plant. <laughs> I hate to say it. And they're really beautiful. And I mean, you get to drink so much beer. Who wouldn't love that? You have to love what you do. A crop called hops. Researchers explore an alternate crop for Nebraska farmers that could boost the craft beer industry. Thanks for listening to Active Academia. For Nebraska News Service, I'm Grace Fitzgibbon. I'm Andriana Jacobs. And I'm Jacob Shoney.